friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about the most anticipated releases for fall and winter, and we would love to know what books you guys have on your list. Yeah, definitely let us know what you're looking forward to this fall and winter at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. But Jacqueline, before we jump into our most anticipated releases, I want to know what you're currently reading. I am actually reading a nonfiction book. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading something called Living Well, Spending Less. It's by Ruth Sokop. Sokop? I don't know. How, I never know how to say authors' names. I'm reading it in anticipation for a no-spend September challenge that I'm doing because Very I nice. love saving money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, uh, I read... I'm like 42 pages in and I'm already relating to it like so hard because she just talks about how, you know, you're on social media and you like are looking through magazines or whatever it is. And you just want to keep like buying all of this stuff that you see everyone else has, but you never feel actually satisfied. So like these first beginning chapters are all about like, you know, buying too much, having too much and not actually being happy. And then she's going to go into more of like, I think being more of a minimalist, which obviously that's who I am. And also like how to save money because of that. So like budgeting and stuff, but I am really liking it actually. Well, that's nice. I know you did a no spend like challenge before for yourself. Did you prepare for that by reading a book? Um, I don't think I read books previously. I think I like had looked at articles online or whatever, and that's how I found the no spend type of thing. But yeah, I've done them like multiple times and they are so good to do. Um, So like, yeah, I love doing them because you can save a bunch. I think by reading a book about it, like pumps you up for it too. Like I can do this. I'm going to use these tips. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I'm like, when I'm reading through it, I'm kind of like making like canvas and graphics and like, you know, keeping quotes and stuff because I'm going to do this as a buddy read. I have like a no spend challenge group. (laughs) Nice. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be like posting that stuff and we're all kind of going to be reading it together. I'm just getting ahead and that way I know what's coming up. Well, that's good. That sounds really exciting. So I'm currently reading Dragonfly and Ember by Diana Gabaldon. And this is the second book in the Outlander series. And obviously it's the second book, so I can't tell you what this particular book is about, but the series as a whole follows our main character, Claire Randall. And it starts off in the year of 1945. And she's going on this second honeymoon with her husband to um, Scotland and on that trip, they go to these uh, standing stones. It's like an ancient circle in the British Isles. And they go there. They see these like, I don't know, people dancing and stuff like that. She goes back the next day to investigate and she's hurtled back in time. She doesn't know how, she doesn't understand, but now she's in 1743 um, and she is having to live her life there and try to figure out like how to get back. But she becomes torn between her fidelity of the past and the present and her desires between two different men. So it's like part time travel, part romance. And yeah, it's an interesting time. Not a book I would particularly pick out on my own, but I think reading it after watching the series really helps. Um, It was originally on stars it still is, I think. I don't know if it's ongoing. 
but the first three seasons are on Netflix and I've watched all of those seasons. So that helps me get through it. But apparently I'm tackling big books this month. Yeah. I hear a lot of people like talking about the show Outlander. I, I haven't watched that or Game of Thrones. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, I don't think I would like any of those, but I know a lot of people are really, really loving the show. Those type of like higher, it's almost like a high fantasy at the same time too, mm-hmm. even though there are like real facts and real places and real people and stuff like that. Um, I think because it's like the past and the present, it feels fantastical to me. And I prefer to watch those things rather than read them just because of like the language and stuff like that. Like I said, she's like in Scotland in 1743. So you can imagine what the language is like then compared to now. And just reading that, it's difficult sometimes time. So if you decide to pick it up, anybody, I highly recommend the audiobooks. I thought you were talking to me personally and I was like, never, never, never. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Nope. I will never decide that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's interesting. All right, Gwen, are you ready to tell me about your most anticipated reads for September? I'm really excited about them. Okay, so starting in September, the first one that I'm really looking forward to is One by One by Ruth Ware. I always get really excited about her books because I've enjoyed all of them. Only one has like really given me exactly what I've been looking for, but I enjoy my time regardless. This one is you and eight of your coworkers stuck inside, snowed inside a beautiful mountain chateau. And it's basically like a retreat gone wrong story. So I'm really looking forward to that. It kind of sounds like um, an unwanted guest. Yeah, it sounds like a couple of books, like um, just where a group of people are taken to a location or they go to a location. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and then there were none by Agatha Christie and several other books that I've read with that synopsis. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think... I think that's one of the things that I like. So that's why I'm looking forward to it. Um, The next one is probably a little bit of a shocker, but I do love Teen Titans and Beast Boy by Kimmy Garcia comes out. Um, This one follows um, Garfield Logan, a funny pizza loving video game obsessed senior going through some changes. Obviously, if you know the cartoon series, you know what his changes are, but he must dig deep and face the truth about himself and the people who truly matter before his life spirals out of control. And the artist that drew this actually has like Spotify playlists and his Instagram's really cool. So I highly recommend checking those out as well. I just, I really enjoyed my time with Raven. And I think this is just like one of those good books to like fit in the middle of like longer reads. Next up, I'm really excited about Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson. I believe this comes out tomorrow, actually. And Enchanted is our main character. She's an aspiring singer struggling with her family's recent move to the suburbs. And she's spotted by this legendary R&B artist. And um, his name is Corey Fields. And then he turns up dead. And Enchanted, the main character, wakes up with blood on her hands and no memory of the previous night. So it's, did she kill him? Was she involved? What happened? But I also think it tackles rape culture. And I think that's something. Also, this is a young adult book, which is kind of surprising. But I'm pretty sure it's young adult. But I'm still looking forward to it. 
So there's that. Okay, the last book that I have on my radar for September is When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. Again, I think this releases tomorrow, but Sydney was, um, she is Brooklyn born and raised and noticing changes in her neighborhood, like condos popping up everywhere for sale signs. Neighbors she's known all of her life disappearing and she's pretty frustrated about it. She teams up with a new neighbor, Theo, and they start investigating. So they are full-blown conspiracy mode and it's a race to discover like what's actually happening in her neighborhood. So that's what I'm looking forward to this September. I'm sure there will be more, but those are at the like top priority for me. What do you have for September? So this book actually came out August 19th is when the ebook came out, but I was waiting for the paperback. And so I just got the paperback, but it's Heartbones by Colleen Hoover. Ooh. And I'm a huge Colleen Hoover fan. Like I will literally read anything that she writes. And so this one is a new adult romance, which is usually my favorites of like what she's written so far. Um, and so it, it doesn't really have anything that's, you know, really out there that is going to pull me in, but I'm just reading it because of the fact that it's Colleen Hoover. And even if her synopsises don't really have anything, they're usually kind of vague, you know, but then like her story is like super emotional and super in depth. So it says that this book is about Samson and Bia. I think that's how you say her name. Um, but she comes from a life of poverty and neglect, whereas he comes from a family of wealth and privilege. It says that they, the one thing they have in common is that they're both drawn to sad things, which means they're drawn to each other. So I mean, right, right away, like, I mean, it's going to be a sad book and I'm here for it. I cannot wait. It sounds so good. It does. And the like cover of this book is some of the beautiful like colors. It's orange and pink, which you would never, I never really see those colors together, but I was like immediately drawn to the cover. I love it. Then the next book that I'm excited for, and this one comes out September 22nd. So just in a couple days, it's, and now she's gone by Rachel Housel Hall. And this says it's, I think it's kind of like a thriller. It's about two complicated women playing a dangerous cat and mouse game. Um, and there's a lot of secrets, uh, violence and fear. And it says, um, something about, you know, in order to survive. So it sounds like everything that I love kind of in a thriller. And then I have The Loop by Jeremy Robert Johnson. And this comes out uh, September 29th. And it says that it's Stranger Things meets World War Z in this heart racing conspiracy <laughs> thriller. Uh, it talks about young a young woman teams up with a group of fellow outcasts to survive the night in a town overcome by a science experiment gone wrong. So I don't know if it's like, if it's going to be zombie-ish, if that's like what the science experiment gone wrong. But I mean, I've been loving reading books like this during obviously our pandemic, but if yes. you, yeah, if you can't read books like this during the pandemic, <laughs> like maybe steer clear of this one, but I'm really excited. Yeah, I was actually really looking forward to this one too. I saw it on NetGalley, so I requested it and I was denied. I think because so many people were requesting it. So they only have like so many copies to give out or whatever, but it does sound really, really good. It sounds like um, I have been reading a couple of post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic books and I haven't found like one that I've really really loved so maybe this will be the one there was some I was gonna say that it like reminded me of something but now I don't remember what it reminded me of survivor so. song but better <laughs> <laughs> the troop but better <laughs> yeah dry but um, better <laughs> 
Okay, and then the last one I have for September, and this one uh, I think is a read now, or it was at the time of us talking about this. It was a read now on NetGalley, but I also am getting a copy from the publisher because I reached out to them, and I am so excited. It's The Three Mrs. Rights by Linda Keir, and this one sounds like totally right up my alley. It says, Mr. Wright has everything. All that's left to give him is what he deserves. And I think technically he is like cheating or like kind of married to like three different women or like, you know, having a relationship with three different women and they wow. find out about it. Does that not sound good? Like <laughs> I am all for, oh my gosh, I don't know why. I just love family domestic dynamic thrillers like that where it's like oh I can't believe you did that <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fun so that was all my September so Gwen what are you excited for for October all right I actually found this one I don't read a lot of flash fiction or like anthologies or short stories but this one spoke to me it's called Tiny Nightmares it comes out on October 13th it's edited by Lincoln Michael and Najila Najala she's editor at large at Flatiron I know that, um, but it's a collection of horror-inspired flash fiction. There's over 40 stories, and it um, says that it brings to life broken-hearted vampires, um, uber-taking serial killers, mind-reading witches, and much more. And the cover of this one is so beautiful. It's like these bright pink neon colors, and I'm here for it. It sounds so exciting. That sounds great. What exactly is flash fiction? It's almost like short stories or anthologies. It's like an idea almost. Okay. So yeah, I don't know what the exact definition is, but yeah, that's what I think of it. Like it's like a collection of, it's like a collection of poems where there's, a, you know, the titles of the, but it's flash fiction. So it's like fiction, okay. little mini stories. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I found it kind of last minute, but it just the cover and the horror. Cause like, you know, October we're going into Halloween, which gotta love it. Um, next up I have ghosts by Dolly Alderton that comes out on October 15th. And also like, it has like a title that's like kind of Halloweenish. but this one is about Nina Dean, 32 year old successful food writer, um, whose life is falling apart. She ends up using a dating app for the very first time and she becomes a victim of ghosting. Her dad is also slowly succumbing to dementia and her mom is having a midlife crisis. So sounds like a lot's going on, but I'm here for it. Like all of it. And I've never read anything by either like this one or the last author so I'm just looking forward to like trying out some new authors as well that sounds so good I would totally be interested in reading that with you we should totally do a buddy read <laughs> I think we should definitely um and also I know you like food and anything to do with food so I think like if it has that in there that'll just yeah. bring it to like another level for you <laughs> the food and then the like online dating social media aspect like I'm totally here for that I know it sounds so good. All right. This is another like out in left field. I had no idea, but this cover is also very beautiful. This book is called On Sundays, She Picked Flowers. And I'm like, sold. Love the title name. This one's by Yaya Schofield and it comes out on October 18th. It's set in rural, rural Georgia and it's a southern gothic tale with a roller coaster of emotions. There's familial trauma, love, and mystery. And that's all I needed to know. I was like some buzzwords. 
loving it. And like I said, the cover is gorgeous. All right, the last one I have for October is Crazy Stupid Romance by Lissa K. Adams that comes out on the 27th of October. And it's the third book in the Bromance Book Club series. Um, I really did like the first book. I have not read the second one yet, but I didn't hear great things. I adored the first one, but like I said, the second book, I just don't know. So I think I'm going to skip that one and go right into this third book. And this one, Alexis and her cat, Cafe Toe Beans, shoot to fame after coming forward as a victim of sexual harassment by a celebrity chef. Then a new customer claims she is Alexis's sister. She turns to her best friend, a guy, Noah, to help her find out more about this woman. And then Noah, who is a member of the Bromance Book Club, turns to his buddies and their beloved manuals, and he struggles to decide if telling her the truth is worth risking the best friend he's ever had. So I think it's going to be like best friend vibes, but that's going to be like romance. So I'm like, oh, I'm here for it. And plus like a cat cafe called Toe Beans. Are you for real? Like I need this cafe in my life. I am so excited. Yeah, so. I definitely think you should skip the second book. To me, it wasn't <laughs> that great. The first book is amazing, you guys. Like, if you haven't read The Bromance Book Club, it is one of my favorite books ever. And so, yeah, I hope the third one's great. I think I'm going to wait for other people to read it first, and then if it's good, I'll pick it up. Yeah, I'm just like, I hate like trusting people's judgment sometimes. Like when they say like the second book was no good. And then I'm like, am I really going to skip the second book and go right into the third? I think this will be the first time I'm ever doing it, but I think I'm going to do it that way. So yeah, there's that. But that's what I have for October. What about you? Do you have any good ones for October? So I have, uh, it's called Leave the World Behind by Rumen Alum, and I actually have a copy of this, so I need to get reading it because it comes out October 6th, and it says it's about two families, strangers to each other who are forced together on a long weekend gone terribly wrong, and like on the back it talks about there's like a blackout happening, I think, in California, so it sounds kind of like a thriller, but I also think it's kind of just also fiction I don't know exactly like how to categorize this into a yeah. genre, but it sounds thrilling. I'm just afraid that I'm going to go into it thinking it's thrilling and then be disappointed. So I'm trying to keep like my mind open, but it sounds really, really good. So I'm excited for that one. Then I actually just got this on NetGalley and I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this author. And obviously Gwen, I can't talk to you yet about this, but anyway, this is In a Holidays by Christina Lauren. This comes out October 6th and yeah, since I have it on NetGalley now, I definitely have to read it. It is a Christmas book. So I don't know how I feel about reading a Christmas book in October. <laughs> yeah, I, we did talk about this actually. Um, I just, I think it's a little too soon. You know, in October, I think people are thinking Halloween. Halloween is like a big holiday. A lot of people love it, especially it seems like the book community loves it. And everybody's thinking like mystery thrillers, horror books. And then you have this like Christmas book in the middle of all that. I guess like if you need a break from yeah. everything, you can be like, okay, I'm going to pick this up. I yeah. probably will pick it up because I have definitely loved some of their books, but I just think the timing of it is weird. See, and that's the other, so that's the thing with Christina Lauren. I feel like there hasn't been a book I've read by that author duo that I have honestly really loved. They're usually between two and four stars. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this. And like, I'm excited also because of the fact that like they're very popular and everyone else gets very excited for it. But I always just get like, I disappoint myself then because it's like, 
oh, why do I just never love this author duo as much as everyone else? I, it's I just think, not like Colleen Hoover to me. I don't know. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, I get that. I think what's strong about the writing duo, um, obviously I love duos, um, but I think what's strong about their duo is that they both have their ideas and not all of their books feel like they have the same formula. Mm -hmm. I think one book they tackle like friends to lovers. The next mm -hmm. book they tackle enemies to lovers. The next book they tackle, um, let me think, oh, second chance romance, things like that. So I think that if you like certain romance tropes, there's definitely a book that they have written or they will write that tackles one of those things. Um, so which book, you said you've rated them from like two to four stars. I'm curious to know which one has been at the bottom and oh, which one the, has been at the top. The bottom one is my half night stand. I think that's what it's called. It was very immature in my opinion, because the characters are like in their late twenties or early thirties. And I, I just did not like that one. Um, and then I think my favorite so far has been the unhoneymooners just because it really was actually funny to me. It made me laugh. It was the first book that I read by them that legit, I thought that the characters had a very good chemistry together. Um, but then I've read a couple other ones that were just kind of like in the middle of that. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. You say that the Unhoneymooners is your favorite. Cause I know you don't really typically like enemies to lovers or like hate to yeah. love. You don't right. like that. So that's surprising that that Which, was at your top. Exactly. Like I don't, I despise a hate to love romances. <laughs> if, if, if you guys didn't know that yet, do not ever make me read a hate so to love. Much. No, I do not like it. But um, I think it was just because like their hate wasn't like as hateful as I've read some other people's hate before. And I thought that their humor was really good. Like some people like hate to love because of the humor that's behind it. You know what I mean? A lot of times I don't understand that humor. I'm just like, wow, if someone actually said that to me, my feelings would be really hurt. Like to <laughs> me, it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> and yeah. so with this one, I actually did thought it was like really good banter. Um, so I yeah. appreciated that. It does depend on the banter. It really does. The last one that I have for October is actually just the same one that you talked about, Gwen, that ghost by Dolly Alderton. So I am equally excited as you are. I think that it's just going to be different because of the like having a food writer and the social media in there I just hope like you said like there's not too many things going on in there there was another social media book that I read I was like so excited but then the concept it was it was bad because the social media did take over like that character's life and it didn't seem like she really got the message out of the book correctly so I'm hoping that doesn't happen with this one. I hope so too. Well, I actually don't have anything for November, so I'm anxiously <sighs> awaiting to see what you have for November. I have one for November, um, which is Ready Player Two by oh, Ernest yeah! Klein. <laughs> yeah, that comes out November 24th, and I'm really excited because I loved Ready Player One. It, it's a great audiobook to listen to, and the movie is extremely different, so don't go into it thinking that it's the same, but the movie is equally good as long as you can appreciate that it's nothing like the book. Um, my husband like loves the movie after I made him watch it. But Ready Player Two, I actually don't even know what it's about really other than I'm guessing it's like in the same world happening with some of the same things. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm here for it. So it's fine. Yeah, sometimes that's all it takes. You're like, I loved the first one. I'm here for the second one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess it's just a continuation, I guess, of the story. Um, but I loved like the video game simulation idea of it. Uh, the only thing I didn't understand a lot of was there's a lot of 80s culture references and I was born in 92, but I also was homeschooled. So those went over my head, but it's fine. <laughs> I think that's what I would love about it because I love the 80s. Yeah. So I think I would like pick up on a lot of that stuff. So yeah, I think I... Jacqueline's trying to convince me to read Ready Player One, you I guys. think you would love it, especially because you do like playing video games. Yeah, well, when my library reopens, if that ever happens, maybe I'll put it on hold. Do you like books about games? I don't think I've, well, okay, that's not true because I have read books about games. I haven't read enough books about games to make that determination. Um, I read Marie Lou's War Cross and Wildcard duology, and that was good. I liked those, but I'm trying to think of like other books with games that I've read. I don't think there's any. Do you like like movies about games, like competitions and games and stuff? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Then I think you would like it. Okay. I'll, we'll see. We'll, that's remains to be seen, but we <laughs> shall see. We shall see. So is that all you have for November? Yeah. I don't think there's really that many books coming so out. So see, that's November. when I think holidays should have come out because there's not a yeah. lot of, or at least for us, yeah. there's not a lot of like super anticipated releases. I don't yeah. know. Let us know what we're missing in November that you guys are looking forward to because I'm not seeing much on my radar. Yeah. And I'm sure like there might be releases that I just didn't see yet that I'm like, oh, somebody's talking about this. Like, I didn't realize this is what it's about. That happens to me all the time where other people are talking about a book and I'm like, whoa, I totally missed that or didn't know that's what it was about. And now I'm intrigued about it. Yeah, that definitely happens to me too. All right, so for December, I have two books. I have Layla by Colleen Hoover that comes out on December 8th and The Wrong Family by Taryn Fisher that comes out on December 29th. And I'm really excited about both of these. Layla, where Lee meets Layla and is convinced that he has found the one, but after an unexpected attack, Layla is struggling to recover. To put the relationship back on track, Leeds takes Layla to a bed and breakfast where they met, but after they arrive, her behavior takes a bizarre turn. So he begins, leads her husband, um, begins to find solace with another bed and breakfast guest and his curiosity with her begins to grow. So already I'm like, Ooh, what's going to happen? But something isn't right. And leads realizes he must make a choice on who to help because he can't help both of them. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm really excited. I mean, it sounds like it's, isn't this the paranormal one too? So I'm wondering like, what's not right <laughs> yeah or it says that there's a different guest like i wonder if the guest is a ghost Ooh, <laughs> could be that would be interesting that would be. yeah but i also like i don't know it just why is it that bed and breakfast i picture gilmore girls in my head <laughs> maybe that's the only bed and breakfast you know and i picture the bed and breakfast i actually have gone to before and i'm like it wasn't that exciting actually <laughs> there's like thir- it's like the independence in the dragonfly in and then that like weird cheshire cat in or whatever from Game girls so i just like picture all this when i ever hear bed and breakfast that's so funny um the wrong family by taryn fisher is juno a re- this one okay before i even get into the synopsis of this guys when I was looking, because I was excited about this when I had no idea what the synopsis was. I was like, new book by Taryn Fisher, sign me up. I've read two of her books, one I liked, one I haven't. But I am intrigued to see if I actually like her writing or if I'm just here for the hype or what. 
But then I read the synopsis because the book cover was released and the synopsis was released. And I was just kind of so confused. Let me tell you the synopsis and then we'll get into it. So Juno, a retired therapist, after a grim diagnosis, moves in with the Crouch family, Winnie and Nigel. They're, you know, husband and wife of the Crouch family. They seem like the perfect couple, but one night Juno overhears a conversation and she sees the cracks in the crumbling facade that are too deep to ignore. Okay, first of all, so you're this perfect couple, Winnie and Nigel, and you randomly have this retired therapist move into your house. Are they related? Are they not related? I don't think they're related. Like based off of the synopsis, I don't think they're related. Like, do they just have an extra room? Did this used to be one of their therapists? I'm so confused. Why is this lady living there? What did she overhear? what are they like why is it too deep to ignore you know you're gonna plunge in and see what's going on so why are you saying too deep to ignore you know you're not ignoring it so (laughs) i'm really intrigued but that's what i have for december what about you well those are the exact same two that i'm excited for (laughs) for december i would say actually out of this whole entire list that like i've gone through those are like my most anticipated for like out of this whole list for the rest of the year. So like the wrong family by Taryn Fisher and Layla by Colleen Hoover. I, like I said earlier, I love Colleen Hoover. So of course I'm super excited for that one. And then with Taryn Fisher, I love her thriller books. I don't love her romance books. So seeing that this was going to be a thriller release from her, I automatically was like, okay, yes, please. (laughs) And I love her thriller books are so dark Um, so I like that too about it. And I'm, I'm hoping like, I don't know, that synopsis didn't really make any sense to me either. Um, so I guess I'll just go in blind. (laughs) Yeah. Like we know nothing, but it sounds great. But it's fine. The cover actually is nice. I think it's like kind of like teal and like black and like, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. Gwen, have you been up to anything new this week? Um, not really. I'm trying to adjust to a new schedule. I decided not to go back um, to my classroom this year. So I'm trying to find a schedule that balances all of the new projects that I want to start working on the podcast, um, my YouTube channel, um, and some other projects that I'm working on, but just trying to find the time and block my time that I'm not working 24 hours a day. I found that my husband specifically, he's been working from home a lot and he logs into work earlier than he would normally have gone into the office and he's working later than he normally would as well but he's still being paid the same amount so I think that I'm trying to find that balance of getting work done but also having like free time but also still being productive so I think I'm just trying to find that balance um, make time for reading and make time for like spending time with my husband and things like that Um, Plus, my dog's been going through a couple of surgeries, um, so that's also shifted my scheduling, and I'm hoping that that will all wrap up soon and that we'll be able to, like, fully focus on our new schedule. Yeah, I get that. That's what happened to me, like, when we first went into quarantine and I wasn't working then. Um, I, you know, I spent, like, a good week or two just doing nothing and wasting time, so I had to do, like, block scheduling, so that way I was like, okay, during these hours I'm gonna film, during these hours I'm gonna read a book, and during these hours I can, like, chill and just watch TV or TikTok or whatever it is, and so it is hard sometimes when you have either too much going on or you also just kind of have like 
nothing that has to be done during certain times. And then you have to like, kind of like, yeah. And times. since I'm such a planner, I just, I have to have it all straight in my head. Like on this day, I'm going to do this and this day I'm going to do that or this time or whatever. It's really helped me. So I am still finding my groove in that, but that's something that I'll just be working on the next couple of months. Um, so what have you been up to this week? So I did go back to work, but I did drop down to part-time. So it's not as crazy as I was feeling last year with all of my hobbies. Um, but uh, it was it was good to like go back and talk to the employees that I work with. Cause like my coworkers, I mean, you guys might've seen some of them from my videos before on YouTube, but they are really fun to work with. So it was nice seeing them again. But then at the same time, I have an hour drive there and an hour drive back and then, you know, working a normal shift. And so I, it was a struggle a little bit trying to just fit all the time into film and edit and, you know, podcast, book club, family time, possibly foster kids, whenever that's happening soon, uh, you know, reading books and stuff. It's just a lot to fit into a day. So I've just been working on balancing that. Yeah, I think just finding the balance because regardless of what your schedule looked like this time last year, I think everybody's schedule looks different this year. Whether it's you've gone back to work, but the flow of your day at work is completely different. There's new rules and stuff like that. I just think that everybody's kind of in this flux right now. And I just wish everybody the best of luck, like figuring it out. We're all doing our best and that's all we can do. But your schedule overwhelms me. Yeah. So we have to wear masks at work, like constantly, obviously. Um, I work at a college, so we're trying to keep all of the kids safe. Um, and I will say there's a pro to that is I work in food and um, when you're wearing a mask all day long, at least I'm not eating all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. I feel so bad for those people that have to wear. I mean, I guess pretty much everybody has to wear a mask. Like if you're working and like, like all the doctors and nurses and paramedics and all of those, like, can you imagine all of these months they've just been like constantly in masks and have you yeah. seen the pictures yeah with them and they take off I'm like oh yeah. I just feel so bad yeah actually I'll say another pro um I only have to do my makeup from the eyes up so yes. I'm saving money on makeup <laughs> bonus. <laughs> bonus yeah yeah you don't have to worry about anything being in your teeth like yeah the, so but there the bad are part bonuses is, there are bonuses but oh my gosh I wish that I could wear contacts because it's actually a struggle to wear the mask with glasses. Cause like you have to like, you know, configure your glasses like over top of the mask, but it doesn't always work like that. Cause your mask kind of like stretches throughout the day. So then, you know, you're trying to keep it from, you know, falling down and then like your glasses are fogging up and you just can't have your glasses on your face as comfortable as normal because of the fact that they have to be over top the mask to not make it foggy. So I was like, wow, I wish I didn't have to have glasses. This is the only time in my life because I love glasses, but like this is the yeah, only time. Yeah, you I do. Yeah. yeah, I have seen mask masks recently that have like they're specifically for people who wear glasses, mm -hmm. and I think they have like cutouts in the masks. But I'm like, how does that work? Because I think like the more holes that are in your mask, the worse that yeah. is, right? Yeah. I mean. I have no clue. My boss made this really cool thing like with bungee cord and like little clips. So you know how like you have those for glasses so you can take your glasses off oh, and yeah. like it's like a necklace around your neck. Well, anyway, she made one for her mask. So that way, because we do still have to like, you know, taste the food while we're cooking and stuff like that. And so if you have to do that, at least you're not putting your mask like 
on a counter or where yeah. it's not supposed to be. So that way she can just like pull it off and it hangs around her neck while she quick like tastes the food and then she can oh put it back goodness, on. Oh my goodness, that's so smart. See, people yeah. are being so inventive. I love I know. This. I'm not crafty. She said that like <laughs> she saw someone like selling it now for like $16.99, but like she made hers, but I was like, yeah, don't know how to craft. So <laughs> <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Well, I wish you the best of luck going back to work. And if you do get to foster soon, which I'm also so excited for, what's going to happen with work? Um, so if we do get a foster child, originally I was still going to work a couple days of the week because schools were still going back a couple days of the week. But where I live, it's 100% online distance learning. So no matter what age, we get because we said zero to 10. Um, I will have to stay home and make sure that like, you know, I'm there for the child, but I'm going to stay on the schedule. And when Alvin is off, um, probably just work one day a month just to keep myself on that schedule, just in case, because placements can come and go. And like right now I've been certified for a couple of weeks and I still don't have a placement. So I'm glad that I did still go back to work so I could work during this time of waiting because it's really hard to be patient and wait. Um, so if, you know, I do have a placement, but maybe I only have them for a couple months, I can still go back to work as long as the college is still open. <laughs> yeah, I have heard of colleges closing down. I've heard of high yeah. schools closing down. My library closed down because of COVID. It actually yeah. reopened and then it had to close back down. So I'm wishing the best of luck to you with that. I want everybody to send you all of the good luck for a great foster placement because thought, you have been looking forward to this for so long. I thought you were going to say, everyone send me all the foster kids. <laughs> Yes, everybody just send, send her. Just send me a foster kid uh, at this email. A kid, anybody. It doesn't have to be yeah. a foster kid. It just is a yeah, kid. Yeah, just send me a kid. <laughs> taking, <No>. taking kids. <laughs> yeah. That wraps up our highly anticipated fall and early winter book releases. Don't forget to let us know what you've got your eye on at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. Thanks for joining us for our very first episode of Talk Bookish to Me. We'll be back every other Monday for more bookish talks, so make sure you come back and listen to us in two weeks.